0: Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the TR90 Body Burn 30 support call. This call happens Monday through Friday at this time, which is 6.40 Pacific time for myself, 8.40 Mountain time, 9.40 Central time, 7.40 Mountain time, 8.40 Central time, and 9.40 Eastern time. Thrilled to have you along with us. If you ever miss these calls, you can pick them up on an app called SoundCloud or wherever you get your podcasts through by by putting in Frank, F-R-A-N-K, Lomas, L-O-M-A-S, and putting in either TR90 or Frank Lomas and Solutions, the digit four anti-aging, all squished together. These calls are archived back more than 11 years. Thrilled to have you along with us. If you're listening to this and it's, a, and it's on a podcast, you can join us live at 712-775-8972. And when it prompts for the passcode, put in 910022. As I said, this is a TR90 Body Burn 30 support call, and thrilled to have you along with us. So for those of you that don't know who I am, I'm Susan Mann out of Portland, Oregon. Welcome, you to February 14th, 2023, for our call this morning. When you're first starting out with that TR90 program, it is a good, clean, lean meal a day, two shakes a day. 30 grams of protein at at least three of those meals. Taking your supplement 15 to 20 minutes before a meal is best, but if you're not able to do that, take them with your meals. It'll still work, but it's just not quite as effective as it would have been if you'd been able to take it 7 plus servings of fruits and vegetables every single day. That will get you macronutrients, micronutrients, and fiber. If you're getting your vegetables fairly close to the source, that fiber is really important for your digestive health. So less processing on fruits and vegetables, the better. Guys need about 45 grams of fiber daily for good digestive health, and us ladies need 32 grams of fiber. For the same reasons, seven to nine hours of good quality sleep a night helps um, store memories, clear out toxins. Your body does a whole bunch of what I call system resets while you're sleeping. So, getting that good quality sleep is important. Staying hydrated is another important key. That means that you should be drinking about one ounce of water for every two pounds you weigh. So if you weigh 100 pounds, you should be drinking about 50 ounces of water daily. And if you opt for a a different liquid for your um, hydration, just keep in mind that there are trade-offs to all of the, um, to each of those choices that you make. Whether you're adding in caffeine, which you may need to offset, or calories because you're taking drinking juice, just realize that there's there's some trade-offs on that. Thirty minutes of moderate to heavy exercise at least five five days a week, and that can be whatever type of exercise you like. It could be aerobic, it could be weight bearing, it could be dancing, it could be walking, whatever really gets you excited and gets you up and moving. And if you're exercising heavily or you're in a humid area, you'll need to increase your hydration from that um, one ounce to two pounds because you'll be burning off more fluids than um, you normally would. So today I'm sharing some information out of a book called Fat Chance beating the odds against, sugar, processed food, obesity, and disease. And I've been talking about um, micronutrients, and we were just starting to get into vitamin D. By far the most enticing and yet unrealized hope for the magic bullet that will cure all of our ills is vitamin D. More has been written about this compound than all the other vitamins, minerals, and supplements combined. Deficiency of vitamin D can occur from either the lack of sunlight, which makes vitamin D in the skin, or the lack of vitamin D in the diet. Vitamin D is certainly a godsend for children who suffer from rickets, a debilitating bone disease, and seizure disorder due to the lack of vitamin D. We learned back in the 1920s that a teaspoon of cod liver oil made from salmon liver, cured rickets. Though we didn't know why, much to the chagrin of children being forced to swallow it. In the 1950s, it was discovered that a teaspoon of castor oil contained 400 units of vitamin D. So this became the dogma. We need 400 units of vitamin D per day. Although recent studies suggest we need as much as 800 units of vitamin D per day. Could low vitamin D be at the heart of our chronic metabolic problems? Many scientists subscribe to this idea, and a subset of them have gone out on a limb to fake their claim to vitamin D as the cure-all for chronic metabolic disease. There is no doubt that vitamin D levels correlate inversely with all of the core diseases associated with metabolic syndrome diabetes, hypertension, and heart disease. But why is one-third of America vitamin D deficient anyway? One reason is that we have been taught to avoid the sun like the plague. The second reason is that per capita consumption of milk, the primary source of vitamin D, has declined by over half over the past 60 years. Commiserate with the decline in milk consumption is the increase in sugar-sweetened beverages like soda and juice? You can't untie the two with an epidemiological. You can Yeah, you can't untie the two with epidemiological data, which is all we have so far. So which is the cause of metabolic syndrome? The dearth of vitamin D, the glut of sugar, or a combination of the two? Currently, not one study examines vitamin D levels and sugar consumption at the same time to determine which is the primary cause of metabolic syndrome and which is secondary. Perhaps the single biggest blockbuster in the field of nutraceuticals is in the trials right now, not since ginkgo biloba has a nutraceutical been so highly touted as resveratrol, a compound found in small amounts in food, but in high amounts of red wine. (coughs) Yes, you can have it all, but this one has some staying power because of its mechanism of action in the right part of the cell. In animal models, resveratrol has shown beneficial effects on reducing inflammation produced by the ROSs, and by doing so, preventing cancer, reducing atherosclerosis, reducing visceral fat, improving insulin sensitivity, and possibly even preserving neural function all with virtually no side effects. The problem is that human studies are just getting started and so far have been short-term only. The most recent review suggests that that while programming resveratrol, or while promising resveratrol, is not really ready for prime time. Many of the epidemiological studies have demonstrated correlations between (coughs) low blood blood levels of antioxidants, such as vitamin C and beta-carotene, and the prevalence of the metabolic syndrome. But are these micronutrient deficiencies the true cause of the disease, or just markers of an extremely bad diet. At this point, we just don't know. We know that altering diet, eating more fruits and vegetables, limiting processed foods and sugar, to deliver more of these compounds is almost uniformly beneficial in improving the signs and symptoms of metabolic syndrome. So when these antioxidants are given as supplements, they usually fail miserably. This could very well be due to the beneficial effects of eating unprocessed foods where you get both the fiber and the antioxidants as a bonus. In clinical trials, vitamin E supplementation has flamed out not once but five separate times. First, in the alpha tocrophol beta-carotene cancer prevention study, in which the beta-carotene, the orange stuff in carrots, and the precursor of vitamin A. And vitamin E, given to, huge, to heavy smokers, increase their risk for cancer and ischemic heart disease. Second, in the Heart Outcomes Prevention Education, or the HOPE trial, H-O-P-E, of 20, uh, 2005, in which vitamin E contributed to heart failure, and three, in the Women's Health Initiative of 2005, in which 10 years of vitamin E showed no benefit on the heart disease or cancer. In the fourth one, in the selenium and vitamin E cancer prevention trial or SELECT of 2009, in which the vitamin E group increased their risk for prostate cancer And in the fifth one, in 2008, the Cochrane meta-analysis in which vitamin E did not alter the rate of cognitive decline. The Iowa Women's Health Study has provided the most recent stake through the Heart for Dietary Supplement Movement. This long-term, well-controlled study showed slightly increased risk of death with several dietary supplements, particularly iron. Of all of them, the only long-term benefit was found by taking calcium, which improved longevity through fewer broken bones. But you never hear about these failures because no agency publicizes them and there is no pressure to remove the supplements from the market. This is a real dilemma. Micronutrients matter. The biochemistry says so, except they don't work when provided as supplements in clinical trials. How many studies do we need? Now you're ready for the the denoment, real food containing and so genesis genus micronutrients prevents metabolic syndrome. Processed foods causes metabolic syndrome. And nutritional supplements can't reverse that which has previously been destroyed. So why does real food work while supplements don't? Hmm. And I think we may be getting into that more tomorrow because that would be uh, not tomorrow, but Thursday. The right stuff, real versus the manufactured, which is part of the premise for this book. With that being said, this is Susan Mann from Portland, Oregon, signing out on Valentine's Day, February fourteenth, twenty twenty-three. If you scoot over to Facebook, One Team Global Live, one of our leaders will be uh, sharing some information about. New skin and the business and how things are working within the company. At the that is at the top of the hour, which has been about seven eight minutes. With that being said, I'm going to take you off of mute so that I can hear any questions, comments, or thoughts that you may have. Thrilled to have you along with us. We should have Frank tomorrow, and I hope everybody said is nice, warm, and dry wherever you're at. We've had just a trace of snow overnight here, and they say that we may get a little bit more, but not much. With that being said, this is Susan Mann from Portland, Oregon, signing out. I want to wish you a great day, and I look forward to your comments.